1: I'm Martin Strong, and coming up, if you feel like you need some help with your debt, our next guests can really help in ways you probably didn't even know were available to you. We'll talk to the folks at Sands & Associates, but first, it's a look at the consumer news from the past week. The U.S. government is raising a few concerns about a bill passing through Parliament that would force U.S. streaming platforms like Netflix, Amazon Prime, and YouTube to put some of their profits back into Canadian productions. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai voiced some concerns about the online streaming bill during talks this month with International Trade Minister Mary Ng. U.S. officials say it amounts to a tariff. On companies like Netflix and some legal experts warn that Canada could face hundreds of millions of dollars in other tariffs in retaliation by the U.S. If you own a banned weapon, you could be in line for some cash if you're willing to give it to authorities. Public Safety Canada has released a price list outlining how much money owners of banned weapons can get under a mandatory federal buyback program. If you've got an AR-15 hanging around the house, for example, you could expect to get more than 1300 bucks for it. Or if you own a Swiss Arms SG-550 whatever that is, you could get more than $6,200. The program covers more than 1,500 models and variants of what the government considers assault-style firearms that were banned two years ago. The U.S. economy shrank in both the first and second quarters, and that is raising fears that the U.S. may be approaching a recession. The U.S. Commerce Department says the economy contracted at a point 0.9% annual pace in the second quarter, and that was followed by another decline, 1.6% from January through March. And of course, consecutive quarters of falling GDP are one informal, though not definitive, indicator that you're in a recession. And a lower mainland business here in Vancouver that specializes in penis-shaped waffles is doing very well. After opening its first location in Richmond in early May, 7-Inch Waffle House is opening another location in Vancouver. It's called the 7-Inch Waffle House because it serves penis-shaped waffles. And it brings some new waffles to the new store. They now promise... A new cream pie waffle, which, um, as you probably already guessed, is vagina-shaped. They say that one is perfect for bachelorette parties. The 7-inch Waffle House says they plan to launch even more waffle body parts in the future, though I don't know where you go after the big two that they already have. Also, later in August, they'll be offering vegan varieties. That's so Vancouver, isn't it? We don't mind genital-shaped waffles. We'll eat those. Uh, But gluten, that's taken things too far. I'm Martin Strong, and this is Vancouver Consumer. Coming up, if you are in debt and you need help, our guests want you to know you are not alone and you have options. We'll talk to the president of Sands & Associates when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and I don't have to tell you, being in debt is no fun. In some cases, it can be just debilitating, and not just financially, but emotionally as well. And our guest right now uh, can help you take the negative emotion out of the picture and uh, concentrate on, on helping you get out from under crushing debt, especially now when we're living in a time of very high inflation, Uh, high interest rates as we come out of COVID, and uh, it's really a time when you can use some help. Blair Manton is the president of Sands & Associates Licensed Solvency Trustees. They help with debt, basically, and Blair is with us now. Hi, Blair. How are you? I'm doing very well. Nice to be here. That's great. So let's talk a little bit about the current you know climate financially and how that's affecting people and their debt i mean inflation is the big story it seems like everything's going up in price and interest rates and i guess interest rates have a huge a huge impact on people's debt debt so how is that affecting you and and your work helping people with their debt <laughs>
0: Well, it's definitely busy, Martin, and I've been a a trustee for about 13 years. I've never seen so many factors conspiring at once to really put people in a very tough financial situation. Um, And, you know, we're all coming out of a pandemic and we know that that, that's a piece of it. But even before the pandemic had hit, the B.C. consumer was already very strained. Um, You know, the six six busiest months we had were the six months before the pandemic. So there are a lot of people already getting help with their debt and, you know, other than perhaps really estate agents who've done well in the last couple of years as the market has went up I don't know many people that are financially better off coming out of a pandemic and now when you come when you combine some raising interest rates a higher cost of living uh, it's been since about February of this year uh, you know during COVID the volumes were, were pretty low not a lot of people needed our help since February it's been every single month just tons of clients reaching out it just seems to be accelerating people having difficulty and needing the right information to determine how they can move forward
1: Right. We're talking to Blair Manton, president of Sands & Associates, and I should mention uh, your website, sands-trustee.com is the place to go. And the phone number is 1-800-661-3030. 1-800-661-3030. And if you are struggling with debt, I strongly suggest that you uh, talk to someone at Sands & Associates because last time we talked, Blair, I I was really struck by something that seems really important that I bet a lot of people don't know about because there's a lot of organizations and companies that claim to help people with their debt. But it's really important that you deal with someone who is a licensed insolvency trustee. That means you're licensed with the government, right?
0: That's absolutely right, Martin. So if listeners, um, you know, don't take anything else away from the segment, but except for understanding that a licensed insolvency trustee is the only person that can help you legally reduce, consolidate, eliminate your debt. Uh, if you go and Google online and start to think about personal bankruptcy or consumer proposals, you might find a number of individuals that claim that they can provide these services. But unless you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, what happens is you're often charged a bunch of upfront fees. You might get some poor advice. And at the end of the day, you still have to meet with a licensed insolvency trustee. So that's why we at Sands & Associates do a lot of public outreach, like things like this, a lot of advertising to try to let people know there's only a thousand licensed insolvency trustees in all of Canada. uh, In the province of BC at Sands & Associates, we have a number of them, about seven or eight uh, licensed insolvency trustees supported uh, by by various other professionals. Um, So it's just so important that you meet this very qualified individual who's empowered to help you deal with just about any debt
1: situation. Right. And do you think there's kind of a stigma with people about reaching out for help? Because I know you, Sands & Associates, did a study uh, about debt and they found that only 5% of consumers said that they actually sought professional debt help right away. Do you, do you think people are, are just too, too shy to go and get help?
0: Yes, in a word. Uh, People are very hard on themselves Um, and you know we we all all know um, you know we want to honor our obligations, we want to pay back the things that that we owe and when we can't do that it's often a very very difficult thing for us to process for ourselves and our self-worth and then when you combine that with a collection agent whose their job is not to be understanding, their job (laughs) is to get money from you no matter the impact on yourself and perhaps some friends and family members who might seem to be doing better than you, it can feel just hopeless sometimes when you think you're the only only person facing a debt problem and you think when you reach out for help the first thing that the person's gonna say is well how are you so silly or so stupid you got into this situation so you know we see people on average wait up to two years from when you know they're in the situation where they're only making minimum payments they know things aren't getting better uh, but they flail around a little bit and they don't know what to do when they finally reach out for help the thing that I hear always is oh my gosh I wish I made this call sooner now I can at least understand what my options are I, I can move forward so Um, If we can shorten that two-year period for just one person listening today, you know, that would be success for me.
1: Yeah, you must deal with a lot of people who come to you feeling very bad about themselves, really blaming themselves for being in that position.
0: Well, definitely, Martin. You know, we're all very critical of ourselves in general. Uh, But when we actually look behind the scenes and look at the circumstances that bring people to us, you know, it's a pretty small percentage of people where it's pretty clear, you know, it was just financial mismanagement and they could have made different choices to have a different outcome. Uh, Four of the top five reasons that people come to see our services are all things that I would consider out of someone's. Someone's direct control so you know up there is job issues so an unemployment layoff a reduction in pay you're usually not in control of that uh, a marital or relationship breakdown um, you know that can happen in life and the cost to reestablish yourself or maybe to divide assets that can be a very big financial drain without even thinking about the legal costs, if there's a custody battle or various things um, illness injury or health related problems is huge whether it's yourself or a family member it's great that we have free health care but it doesn't always cover your prescription drugs It doesn't replace your income when you're off work so getting sick in Canada doesn't mean that you're financially not going to have an impact Um, and then finally just the cost of living that escalates Um, I've been a trustee in BC since 2008 and when I started seeing clients it was pretty normal I could expect about a third of their income would go to rent and that's the best practice Um, a couple of years ago I started to see it's about half of income of most people I'm seeing is going to rent and now I'm seeing people where it's two thirds of their income which if two thirds of every dollar you bring home is just keeping a roof over your head it's very difficult not to go into debt just for the, the cost of, of everyday life.
1: That's an interesting point. Uh, it's not generally just somebody who bought a Ferrari when they shouldn't have. It's it's people, all, all these sort of things that happen to you in life, uh, it's it's really interesting. We're talking to Blair Manton, president of Sands and Associates. You can go to sands-trustee.com online to find out more or call them at 1-800-661-3030, uh, 3030, 3030 And we talked about how important it is that you talk to somebody who is licensed with the government, a licensed insolvency trustee. And... Uh, I want to sort of move on now to to some of the things that uh, people misunderstand when it comes to the responsibility of the debt. I think a lot of us just think, oh, we owe this money and we owe it. But there is a lot of nuance there, isn't there?
0: Well that's exactly right and a lot of people they have certain assumptions um, you know you've often heard you marry somebody you marry their debt well that's not true and we can talk a little bit more about <laughs> that um, I speak to business owners quite often who the corporation that they own owes some debts and they could be sometimes quite surprised to understand that they either don't owe something or they do owe something so a lot of what we do as, as trustees at Sands and Associates it's all a free confidential consultation and we help you sort through what do you actually owe what are your liabilities what is something you're not responsible for. And just getting that clarity at first um, can help you know what the options are. I've had many business owners that thought they had to file for bankruptcy because they had a corporation with a lot of debt. When we actually looked at it, they could avoid the bankruptcy and just shut down the corporation without having a personal impact. So really getting the facts are so important when you're making decisions.
1: Right. And that's why uh, Sands & Associates is the, is the place to go. Like, what are, what are some examples of, of uh, people you've helped I mean, do you can I I guess everybody is different and uh, it's also, you know, all you don't want to be public with people. But give me an example of someone that you've helped.
0: Yeah, well, just as we were talking about figuring out what you owe and what you don't owe, um, I had a young couple in my office just last week, um, I guess we were on Zoom, so not in the office, but but uh, metaphorically so, um, and they were considering, you know, we've just gotten married here, um, the husband had some very significant student loans, about $60,000 of student loans, um, the wife actually had some pretty significant savings, um, you know, I think about twenty dollars or $30,000 of savings, and they were saying, you know, what we were thinking is because we're both responsible for this debt now that we're married, you know, we should take the... the wife savings and we should pay it down on the husband's student loans you know make a big dent on that and they were coming to me just to check you know is that the best option is that what we should do and I was so happy they came to see me because I was able to explain that when you marry somebody contrary to what you might have heard you do not marry their debt so it was actually quite possible for the husband in this case to deal with his student loan without having any financial impact at all um, on his spouse and her savings so what we worked out is that for him to do a consumer proposal Uh, He'd probably be offering back about 20 cents on the dollar, and we think that will be acceptable to student loans. So from a $60,000 student loan, we're going to offer a proposal of $12,000 with no interest or additional costs. Um, He could pay it off in a a lump sum if he chose to, but he's going to sign on for monthly payments of $200 a month over 60 months. And then the couple can make the right decision on what they want to do with the wife's savings. So a lot of people, they really are under the the misconception that debt becomes joint as soon as you are married or you cohabit for a period of time, and it really doesn't. The only way a debt becomes joint is if you've explicitly co-signed for it. So you've said, I wanna be responsible for this debt. Maybe you've gotten a supplementary card on on a credit card account and used it. or if a marriage dissolves and some debt has been incurred together, well, then that debt could be joint. But when you marry somebody, you don't take on their debt burden. And it's so important for couples to know that as they make financial decisions.
1: It's so interesting to me. We're, to, we're talking to Blair Manton, president of Sands & Associates, uh, licensed insolvency trustees, licensed with the government to help people with their debt. And it sort of seems to me that people maybe need to to have a different perception of, of companies' like yours of the Sands and Associates, that instead of it being a last ditch thing, that they can talk to you the way they go in and talk to a financial advisor. I mean, it, 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 it's as simple as that.
0: That's right, Martin. I wish more people would think of a licensed insolvency trustee as someone that you could have in your toolkit for when you need them, and you can reach out at any point to get information. Uh, what's made us so successful at Sands and Associates is we don't judge anybody. We meet every situation, knowing the person deserves dignity, deserves empathy. You know, money problems could happen to anybody at any time. We know that. Um, you know, many people that, that have worked with us, and you know, even myself, we've we've I faced debt at at points in my life, so we know what it's like. And if we're going to judge somebody else, we're not going to be able to give the best service so we're very con- very conscious of giving you know the empathetic and respectful approach to all clients.
1: Right. And I guess government debt is a is a pretty daunting thing too when you owe a lot of tax or you you know student loans and things like that and I guess that that's very important that you talk to somebody who is licensed with the government.
0: Well, and that's a huge misconception is that there's nothing you can do on government debt. And if you don't get the right advice, you might think, oh, there's nothing I can do if I owe taxes or student loans. When you speak with a licensed insolvency trustee, what you realize is government debt is actually the same as every other debt. So if you're in trouble for income taxes, it's the same as being in trouble for credit cards. Now, the government has a lot more powers to collect, so you don't want to ignore this. But when you're dealing with a licensed insolvency trustee, we look at the entire debt situation and we can fix just about every situation including amounts owing to government for income taxes, student loans, GST, um, you know, payroll deductions, just about anything that's out there, you know, you have to come with a good faith effort and understand why you got into that situation and hopefully not do it again. Uh, but it is very possible to restructure government debt, but it's only possible through a licensed insolvency trustee.
1: Right. You want to have some help on your side, especially government debt, because, you know, getting a, an official government bill uh, is, is pretty, mm-hmm. pretty daunting, In the mail. We're talking to Blair Manton, president of Sands & Associates. Go to sands-trustee.com. You can also give them a call at 1-800-661-3030. 1-800-661-3030. And don't think of it as... You know, as 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 sort of the lowest point. This is help that you can get from from a licensed insolvency trustee, and uh, I think it it can be a big part of your your financial help. And when we come back, we're going to talk more with Blair and talk about debt mistakes that people make and how you can avoid those debt mistakes. That's when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and we are talking about dealing with your debt and how not to, to, uh, to beat yourself up and just treat it in a, in a very methodical and sensible way. And the way you do that is you get a hold of Blair Manton, President of Sands & Associates. Go to sands-trustee.com. You can give him a call at 1-800-661-3030. sands-trustee.com. And Blair, I forgot to plug your show on CKW Sundays at 5 <laughs> o'clock, dollars and cents. And uh, we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, what's going on with the world. You know, COVID's Wrapping up, it seemed like every, everybody was getting these checks from the government, and those have obviously dried up. And uh, inflation is now the problem. So it's a, definitely a, a different environment for debt than it was just a few years ago, isn't it?
0: Oh, absolutely, Martin, and, and we're speaking about, you know, everyone was getting those checks, and I think it was 8 million people in Canada that got served, and that was great. The government was able to get money out quickly, but uh, a big number of those people, because they're phoning our offices, are now getting notices that, hey, you maybe weren't entitled to that. Uh, we want to start getting it repaid, um, so we are getting a number of frantic calls saying, okay, you know, maybe I wasn't entitled to it. The government wants it back, you know, 2,000 a month times X number of months. Um, that can be a big amount of money, so the good news is, There is help available, and if you've received government benefits that now they want them back, um, you can't make a deal directly with the government. They're not going to negotiate, but through a licensed insolvency trustee, you absolutely can reduce and eliminate amounts owing to government for CERB or any other types of amounts as well.
1: Right, and uh, as we were talking about earlier, I think Sands and Associates is working really hard to destigmatize the idea of debt restructuring and all that stuff. And it's important to point out something that you said: that four out of five cases of people who are are in crushing debt, it's not because they, you know, blew all their money or they just weren't saving or they were overspending. It's things like uh, marriages that go bad, it's health problems, it's all sorts of things, right?
0: Yeah, it, it was before I became a trustee, probably just similar to similar other people, I thought when people go bankrupt, it must be because they've mismanaged things. And my gosh, if they made different choices, they wouldn't have to do that. Now that I've been a trustee for a lot of years, it's such a small percentage of people when I look at it that I think you've done it, or that I think haven't done everything right. They've made the right choices. They've just been in a tough situation. You know, say when they get sick or a child gets sick, you know, there's a financial impact and there's nothing you can do to control that. So the more that we can relieve the that stigma, and it always struck me when I was becoming a trustee that you know we hear about corporate restructuring all the time. You know, Air Canada has been bankrupt so many times and things like that, and we don't hold corporations to the same standard that we hold individuals. A corporation can restructure, turn around, and isn't it great they've restructured and now they're still around? But we think people, you know, should just hunker down and pay off their debt for the rest of their days, which is just not the right way to to move forward.
1: Right. And let's let's uh, get this segment started. I want to talk about uh, debt mistakes because I mentioned that's what we were going to talk about the mistakes that people Mm -hmm. often make about debt. And I'll start just an overall question. Uh, What advice would you give somebody who's, who maybe is starting to think that this debt is becoming unmanageable and they, they don't know where to turn. They, maybe they're thinking, they're just like you say, going to have to pay this for the rest of their lives, or maybe they're just starting Mm -hmm. to think about getting help. What's your advice for those people?
0: You know, really short and sweet. If you think you have a debt problem, you probably do. If you're starting to feel that little nagging feeling, oh my gosh, the debts are staying the same, or I'm just making minimum payments, uh, it's the time to reach out just for advice. When you sit down with a licensed insolvency trustee, it's confidential, it's free. You're dealing with someone that's very competent, that can give you really good advice. And no one has to know you've been to see a trustee. It's not going to suddenly ding your credit or anything like that. So if you're having any little inklings that, hey, this debt might not be something I can pay off, I would say reasonably if you can't pay off your debt in the next couple of years or so 18 to 24 months you can't see yourself being debt-free at least get some advice to understand the options Um, you know I went to business school worked in a big accounting firm and I had no idea a consumer proposal even existed until it was a close family member of mine was having debt problems and asked me to do some research and I felt just woefully uninformed and I had a pretty good background to to know that so the average person usually doesn't know um, that you know 85% of people that come to see a trustee these days aren't filing for bankruptcy they're restructuring their debts with a consumer proposal where very briefly they consolidate everything together freeze all the interest and pay back what they can afford often as little as 20 or 25 cents on the dollar that can be absolutely life-changing for someone who feels trapped in a cycle of minimum payments for the rest of their days
1: And it's one of the reasons why you want to deal with someone who's a licensed insolvency trustee. That means they're licensed with the government, like Sands & Associates. And we're talking to Blair Manton, the president of Sands & Associates, about the mistakes that people make. Uh, You know, let's get into it. Some of the most common debt mistakes that people make that you see.
0: Yeah, I think the number one mistake, and this might be, be a shock to people because I often hear people say, well, I'm only making the minimum payments, so, you know, I'm okay. I make the minimums every month. That's the biggest warning sign that you have a debt problem is if you're only making the minimum payments because minimum payments are not designed to get you out of debt. They're designed to keep you in debt and maximize the amount of interest you're eventually going to pay to the, to the bank. Um, the numbers get scary quickly. You know, if it's a, even a $1,000 in credit card debt, you know, that can be 10 years to pay off, and most people wouldn't think. $1,000 is that much of a debt problem well let's say if it's $6,000 of debt it could be 40 years to pay off if you're only making the minimum payments and you will have paid back that 6,000 multiple times over compromised your ability to save money and probably felt pretty hopeless when you see 95% of your payments each month are just going to interest and that amount is due again the next month so if you find yourself with a credit card balance and you're only making the minimum payments that's a huge red flag that you're not doing something that's moving yourself ahead you're just treading water at best and you may be putting yourself further into debt uh, if you continue to use the cards.
1: Yeah. And let's talk a little bit about credit card debt, because um, we talked about some of the things that you just can't help. A medical problem that puts you in debt, a a marital problem that 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 really knocks the wind out of your financial situation. But a credit card situation, you probably people probably blame themselves a lot because because it is something that that needs to be managed. But but credit cards can spiral out of control, can't they?
0: Oh, absolutely. And we're talking it's the interest rate is the issue. So, you know, even a standard bank credit card, well, that's 20% interest. You know, that's quite a bit more expensive than, you know, obviously a mortgage or or most car loans. If you're talking a department store credit card, well, that's 29% interest. So, you and what often happens too is people are having more and more difficulty financially. They start to go to lenders of last resort. And if you think credit cards are tough at 29%, you take a look at some installment lenders or even payday loans, they can be upwards of 40 or 50% or even higher than that when you put in all the fees and costs of it. So the interest charges, that can just, again, it can take all the wind out of your sales. If you're doing the best, you're making, you know, some people that I see are paying $1,000 a month in just interest charges. And when we do a consumer proposal, So we say okay well those interest charges are zero and let's chop the principal down to what you can afford so it's often that over thousand dollars a month goes down to two to three hundred dollars a month and every dollar that they're paying is reducing their balance they can pay it off sooner so you've really got to change the game if you're with a balance with a credit card or a payday loan or anything like that um, the interest rates alone just make it very very difficult for you to pay off the debt
1: we're talking to Blair Manton, president of Sands & Associates. You must see a lot of people who come in under a cloud and uh, and sometimes that cloud just lifts. You must see that a lot. Yeah.
0: That's the most amazing part of the job, Martin. So we see people when they're in pain um, and to be able to ease that pain, ease that suffering and just see the transformation. Like it, it never gets old. It's the most rewarding part of the job. Um, you know, I wish more clients kept in touch with me on a long-term basis, but I have a number that, you know, three or four or five years after they finished the bankruptcy or a proposal, they're calling me from the mortgage broker's office. And it's not for anything other than to say, oh, Blair, I'm so happy. I took this step. I wasn't sure I, I did what I needed to do. And now I've been able to save money, get approved, I'm building assets. Um, you know, I have business owners that thought they could never start a business again if, if one business failed. I'm like, no, the purpose of this legislation is to allow you to start again so you can be successful the second or the third time or whatever. You know, if the price of having a failing business was you could never start again, no one would take the risks that are so important to a functioning economy. Um, so it's just such, such a rewarding line of work to be in because we know, you know, in, a, in our small way, we're changing people's lives. Uh, you know, many health, so health situations don't have an easy solution that's uh, just about every debt situation it might not be easy but there is a structured straightforward solution that you can at least investigate and implement if it makes sense
1: and I'm looking at your website sands-trustee.com Sands and Associates, their website and uh, I'm looking at their as you were saying that about people who are calling you and, and, and thanking you again, I'm looking at the reviews, there's like over 1200 reviews and I'm seeing mm-hmm. like two five star reviews and they're both, they both say one day ago which I think is a good sign. Yeah. They're not from like four <laughs> years ago. Uh, so, so that's great. So, so I guess, you know, talking about mistakes that people make, I guess the one mistake, mm-hmm. the main mistake is they wait too long to get help.
0: That's definitely the biggest mistake that we see just in terms of number of people, uh, you know, making it is a lot of people. Again, if you think you have a debt problem, it's the time to reach out. A lot of people will wait until literally their wages are being seized or their assets are being threatened or they're just so stressed out. Maybe they've had to take time off work. They're not being the, the husband, wife, father, brother, sister, whatever roles that they need to be because they're just so focused on this debt situation. that They can't see a solution for. Um, so, you know, people just feel so much better when, when they finally reach out.
1: Right. And I, I, I guess uh, things like RRSPs, if people have like mm-hmm. that's their retirement. And I guess you can help people deal with with holding on to their retirement savings without it all going to debt.
0: Yeah, this, is, this can be the heartbreaking situation when I have people come in who didn't know the facts and have taken some steps that they thought were the right steps, things they had to do. Um, and perhaps the bank even told them, yeah, this is what you should be doing, but they didn't have to do it. And with RRSPs, what that means is I've had people in my office that had significant amounts, I'm talking more than $50,000 of RRSPs, and had cashed that money in to pay debts because they were told that they had to. They were told if they filed the bankruptcy, it would be taken anyway, or it's morally right that they you know, give their savings to pay off their debt. And what I've been trying to tell people is that, you know, about 10 years ago, the government changed the law that RRSPs are fully protected. Even if you have to file for a bankruptcy, nobody can touch your RRSPs. That's money that you're going to need for your retirement. And a lot of people don't realize if you cash in RRSPs, you might be buying yourself a tax liability too because you're not going to get the whole amount. There's going to be some tax withheld and it might not be enough tax withheld. So I've seen people, you know, cash in the RRSPs, pay down the debt but then have their tax liability still have to trigger them either into a bankruptcy or a proposal. So if you have RRSPs, I would say treat it like a company pension plan. A company pension plan has never been anything in jeopardy. If you file a bankruptcy or a proposal, you're never going to lose your pension. Unless you cash in your RRSPs, they are protected. So please, if anybody's listening, do not cash in RRSPs to pay debt. They're for you to live in your retirement, not to pay your creditors.
1: That's why you need an expert on your side like Sands & Associates. Blair Manton has been our guest. He's the president of Sands & Associates, sands-trustee.com. You can just Google Sands & Associates. Uh, 1-800-661-3030. You can also listen tomorrow at 5 o'clock, dollars and cents with Blair Manton. And uh, I always love talking to you, and uh, I thank you so much for uh, taking the time.
0: It's been my pleasure. Thank
1: you. Right on. Blair Manton, Sands & Associates. Coming up on Vancouver Consumer, we've all heard about the Bank of Montreal. So why isn't there a Bank of Vancouver? Well, back in 1910, they tried. And I'll tell you how it went when Vancouver Consumer continues right after this. I'm Martin Strong. Welcome back. I'm Martin Strong, and our thanks to Blair Manton, president of Sands and Associates. If you need help with your debt, you want to talk to them. They're licensed with the government, licensed insolvency trustees. And you can go to sands-trustee.com, and uh, you can get help. And you can also listen to Blair Uh, Sundays, tomorrow, 5 o'clock, dollars and cents, right here on CKNW. And right now it's time for a little Today in Vancouver consumer history. It was July 30th, today, 1910, when a new era in Vancouver's financial history began at the corner of Hastings and Camby. It was on this day, 112 years ago, that the Bank of Vancouver opened its doors. It started with capital of two million bucks. The Vancouver Daily World newspaper wrote that the bank was starting on a, quote, long and honorable career, unquote. The bank says it's going to be extremely loyal to the city. They even bought their furniture from local manufacturers. They were pretty ambitious. Uh, The Bank of Vancouver also issued their own bank notes The $5 bill showed a shipping scene. On the $10 bill was a picture depicting the lumber industry. The $20 showed salmon fishing, while the $50 bill had an image of mining on it. They already had two other branches, small ones, in the Lower Mainland, but this was the big one. And the step they felt they needed to take to be recognized as a legitimate and national bank across the rest of the country... There were some heavy hitters involved, though. The director of the company included high-profile notables such as W.H. Malkin. He had already been the chairman of the Vancouver Board of Trade, and nine years later, in uh, 20, or 1919, he would become the 21st mayor of Vancouver. They would later name the Malkin Bowl at Stanley Park after him. Also on the board, Lieutenant Governor T.W. Patterson. So it looked good. The newspaper went on to say, quote, no doubt the Bank of Vancouver will speedily be recognized as being among those institutions which contribute to the high prestige which Canadian banking enjoys in the finance world. Within five years, the bank would go into liquidation. They just couldn't get enough people to deposit money. And I bet coin and stamp collectors would covet those Bank of Vancouver banknotes. I went to eBay to see if there were any for sale. There were none, though I did find a partly used book of checks from the Royal Bank from 1980, which was going for $11.06. I'm not making that up. Uh, I guess people will collect anything. This is Vancouver Consumer. I'm Martin Strong. And when we come back, do you know where the most traffic accidents happen in Vancouver? I'll tell you where.